0: Oh. oh! He's he dropped the ball. Gas. No. We've gone up half cocked.
1: Felder scored.
0: Felder oh, oh. oh, oh. oh. scored in the corner. Is oh. it intercept
1: for Crichton? Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the Premiership? Time. Walker's running the other
0: way. Well, now he's he's got to run for twenty seconds. He'll score.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome back to the NRL Don Podcast. Super special guest today. We have got Clarky. How you doing, man? G'day, man.
0: How are you? Cheers for having me on. It's um, we've got some exciting topics. I'm looking forward to this one.
1: This is this is a big, 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 big guest. Considering all things considered, like I try to go toe to toe with some of these blokes with Supercoach, I'm kind of in my bag a little. We're not talking about Supercoach whatsoever today. Like, if you got the Mount Rushmores of blokes online that know what they're talking about when it comes to footy. Trying to go toe to toe with you today. I kind of like I'm stepping up a few weight classes, but I'm going to try and hang in there. We'll see how we go. Oh, well, I, the... I think you're a bit too kind there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking, uh, we're talking dark horses today. So we're back in that hot take realm. Like, so people will hear this and will say, "So and so is a top four or a top eight team," and they'll go, "No, they're not." Yeah, that's kind of like the idea. Like, so we're not trying. These aren't nailed on facts that you should go bet the house on. These are things that, from observing what we've observed. We think, hey, this is an outside chance to happen, and you shouldn't discount this completely. So um, I'm keen to hear, hear you, hear you get, to get the chin wagon and get this into it. So tell me, off the rip, top four is normally always packed in. Who we think it's going to be every year? But who who do you think's an outside chance this year?
0: Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing. Like When we talk top four, we've got so many established teams in the comp at the moment. We've got your Roosters, Panthers, Storm, Eels, uh, Rabbitohs. They're all going to be right up there. So when it comes to a Smokey, you've really got to emphasize that mm. this is a bold prediction. Yeah. Um, I've had a look through every club and realistically, I had to pick someone from within that five to eight range that I think could jump into the top four. And the Sharks were the team that jumped out at me mm. for a lot of the unknowns. Um, the unknown of who partners Nico Hines in the halves and how does that look? Yeah. Um, I think it's Braden Trindle. I really like what we've seen from him so far. Um, the unknown of Matt Moylan's fitness. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to you know, be back to when he was playing for the Blues in Australia. But um, even if he gets back to three quarters of that, yeah. um, suddenly the Sharks have a very, very good 14 there. Um, Fitzgibbon as a coach for me this is the biggest wild card, the biggest unknown you look at his Roosters experience and his Blues experience now although that's as an assistant coach it does scream um, successful the reason why I'm so high on this bloke was as an assistant coach, he turned down head coaching offers. Yeah. We saw Trent Barrett leave the Panthers where they won the premiership this year. They won the minor premiership the year before to go to the Bulldogs, yeah. who won the wooden spoon. And he jumped at the opportunity. It wasn't even, you know, reports. I like these. Oh, he's weighing it up. He's really thinking about it. It was... He wants out. He wants to go. And so when I saw Fitzy turn down. I believe it was the Dragons and there was another club. I thought this guy backs himself that um, the right club is going to pop up for him. And, And that's another reason why I think the Sharks are a genuine smokey. I don't think he would have went to the Sharks unless he knew that he can get his vision across the line there. And when we go to carrying that vision across the line, we've seen other great coaches like Adam um, O'Brien, Anthony Sebald. They've been in these great systems, but they didn't have the right players to carry that vision. For me, Dale Finucane is the Mm. epitome of that. He's probably the one player across the whole league where if you said you're a coach, you need a leader that's going to pump the game plan uh, down the players' throats, it's Finucane. Um, The highest possible praise you can get for a player is Craig Bellamy saying, oh, "I never wanted to lose this bloke, yeah. and I never," yeah. and he did. And I think Fitzgibbon has this vision. And I think if they were to execute it, Dalvin is the perfect man to lead that charge.
1: I like that. And also on the Sharkies, if you're talking about grit, determination, someone that's going to get in and get it done, bringing in a bloke like Cam McInnes, I oh, mean, yeah. those two together, like you're not going to want to be in that dressing room after a flogging, i tell you that much. Like, So I like that. I like the Sharks up there. People are talking uh, top eight and so-and-so with the Sharkies. I see that as almost a lock. As a, That's a hot take. But top four, I mean, I, I can get behind it. If it all clicks, that's what has to happen, right? Everything's got to click. Absolutely, it's all got to click. Um, Cam McInnes,
0: but you know, another absolute leader, like Mm. you said, another player that is so integral to getting that vision onto the field. Yeah, Um, I'm so excited to see him come back this year. Typically, we don't see players at their best right after an ACL, uh, but I think for Cam McInnes, the way he's trained, the fact he's uh, put on muscle but lost Mm. um, lost pounds, everything. It seems like he's ticking all the boxes and giving himself every possible
1: chance. Yeah. Well. My top four isn't quite as as spicy as the Sharkies, but it's a team that's kind of been kicked to the curb all off-season. Para. all right? Oh. Has there been a team more flogged in an off-season than Parramatta? The blokes are... Oh. Reid Marnie's out the door. Is Paulo going to say, okay, signs so always he's on too much money. Everything they did seemed to be... Everybody said, well, that's the wrong decision. I would have done it differently. And almost to a point where they've been discounted from even being a part of anything this year. But... Uh, Papali'i, can he back it up again this year? If he does, he's there. Still this year. Reid Marnie, he's there. Still this year. you got Moses and Gutho have bought in. They're in for it. Maddo's on a contract year. I mean, this is a team that took Penrith to the death in a finals game last year. And everyone says that, that they fade off. They start strong, fade off. So, I mean, I'd love to play this over and over for the first 12 rounds when they're, when they're blowing everyone out of the water. But I think that if there's ever a window, if people talk about, uh, premiership windows, and if there's ever a chance for it to be slightly ajar just before it slams shut, it gives me South Sydney last year vibes. You got a few yeah. key pieces leaving. It's got to happen this year, boys. I mean, obviously, they've got guys like Guthall and Moses signed on long time term and Paulo, which is great. But just, I think, with Reed Marnie and Papali, and Stone leaving as a bit of... It, it, I just feel like they've got a bit of urgency about them, and I, I, I would not be surprised to see them up there. Like I say, bit of a cop-out saying that someone that came six last year might be a smoky for four. No shit. But uh, I think uh, it's a team that's been a, copped a flogging all off-season. I'd like to see them in the four, as much as I don't like para. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, the other thing is, has there ever been a team like you said that's copped so much as power? Like, this is a team that's consistently finished up around the top four, mm. as the real dark horse comes in, my dog. Uh, <laughs> big staffy boy there. They've consistently finished up around the top four, uh, but they still get this hate. Uh, they consistently play great football. They took the Premiers to the death. Um, everything they do is wrong, you said. But, like you said, the urgency, and I love the comparison there with the Rabbitohs. It's fantastic. But there's another key factor there. It's that the team really does like Brad Arthur. Mm. Um, they've had years where they've won the wooden spoon under Brad Arthur, and the players were demanding, do not sack him. We will fix this the next year. And they did fix it. And so, when you combine all that, Premiership window, not just closing, realistically, at its very last yeah. chance there. Um, they love Brad Arthur. All things. Um, considered, I think Para. although they did finish sixth last yeah. year, they should still be a smoky for the four. Yeah.
1: All right, well, top eight. We'll get a little bit more broad. A bit easier to get into the eight than the four. I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, the Dragons. Now, a lot of people are saying bottom four. I, I don't see it at all. Uh, yeah. Sloan excites me. Zach Lomax excites me. Jack Bird excites me. Ben Hunt last year was on oh. one. You know, uh, Maka leading a pack full of journeymen. I'll I'll, I'll get it up here. You've brought in George Burgess, Mbai, Sua, Woods, Suli, Moga, Francis Molo. Between those guys, the Dragons have just acquired 844 NRL games. That's not nothing. And another thing to consider that what they've acquired is a bunch of competition for
0: the spots. Mm. They've got depth, and so every player there is realistically turning up to training inspired. And I think there are those teams in the NRA. I think the Dragons were one of the Cowboys where their roster just got a little bit stale there. um, And there wasn't these young guns pressing for their spots. um, And and the players just simply weren't at their absolute best. Probably an example of that I can provide is last year, Matt Dufty. Probably Mm. wasn't at his best the last few years. Is, uh, previous to that, but as soon as we heard rumors of Tyrell Sloan is first to the end, uh, close to making the NRL team, we really saw Matt Dufty go to a new level. Yes. And so that's just one example. But if all of these sort of depth fringe players, young guns are all competing for spots, um, it just takes the Dragons' potential to a whole new level.
1: And I mean, last year, uh, obviously, uh, you still kept guys like Maguire and Sims. I don't really know what they're doing. They're saying that they don't need him. That goes to your yeah. point that they've got so much depth now. Um, they almost made the eight last year in a room full of scandal, almost, you know? So, um, and what, teams are making the eight with a losing record. So, so yeah. to say that uh they're out of the question completely, I don't think so. I think this Sloan's going to be on a lot of people's lips come the end of next season is what I'm yeah. predicting. And, you know, you got Lomax injured a lot last year, like I said. I just think, uh yeah, don't count those Dragons out, I don't think. I think they can definitely be in that eight. Who, who you got? For my eight, I've gone with the Raiders. Um, they did miss mm. the top
0: eight last year. How uh, crazy we're considering them a smoky now. I know. Like it, what if if we were doing this interview one year ago, I'd be telling you they're in the grand final um, or yep. in the top four at the least. Um, and and now they've dropped to smoky status. Um, Just a lot went wrong there last year for the Raiders and that's, you know, losing your halfback no matter where you're on the ladder, 16th or 1st in an NRL um, competition is really going to hurt you Mm -hmm. and it got to the stage where I sort of started to think, what are they actually going to do because which experienced halfback is on the market and there just wasn't many options, Um, so much so Sam Williams was actually their best option. And that that's really nothing against Sam Williams. a fantastic halfback, but I just don't think you're going to win the Premiership with him, which is where they were only a year or two ago. Um, and so when they go out and they get a man like Jamal Fogarty, um, obviously someone I've watched really closely there as a Titans fan. Now, yes. I don't per se think he's probably a top 10 halfback on talent, but if you had to say... I want you to name me the top five halves that will complement Jack Whiten, who we know is a Clive Churchill medalist and a Dallium medalist. Yes. Then I probably am going to throw forward Jamal Fogarty for that.
1: I think, I think with the Raiders too, like you were saying just then, with Jack being a Dallium medalist, and so many people that year were like, how did he do that? What did he do? You get the Dallium by getting in and doing your business every week. Jack Whiten might not be on Fox League's highlight reel every week. But he's a guy that gets in there and gets about his business. And with Jamal Fogarty, that, yeah, like you say, should only open him up to get back to that running game, to get back to all those things that we love him for.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, and, and that's the other thing. You only really get Dalian points when you're winning, right? And your, mm. a, your job in the halves is to win. And mm. Jack White was doing that. He was taking his team to the finals, two grand finals, winning the Clive Churchill in losing yeah. sides, um, controversial <laughs> or not. Um, you know, I understand where people are coming from. His Clive Churchill and Dalian medal were both very, very close. Uh, but I think even if you're in the discussions for that, you've had a fantastic season or a fantastic game in the... Mat, in the uh, fantastic performance, rather, in the game that matters most, the grand final. So, um, you know, people can say whatever they want about Jack White, but to even be in that discussion, let alone win it, is absolutely phenomenal.
1: I can see the headlines now. Canberra-based Titans fan says that Fogarty and White and have good season. It's, it's written all over it. The bias is <laughs> everywhere. I can see it now.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's not the worst thing they've wrote about me, so <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs>
1: well, um, this is one that I really struggled with. We're going to do Rookie of the Year now, and it's so hard with the rookies because yeah. there's so many young guys in the game where I'd be like, well, if you never played, I'd pick you, and if you never played, I'd pick you. But these guys, that I had to pick someone that never played an NRL game before, and the trouble with that is... You don't normally have a solid spot on a team if you haven't played an NRL game before. So I've gone with uh, the young guy out of the Knights. Now, a few things have to fall in place for this to happen, but if you think back to Sam Walker, a few things had to happen there before he yeah. got on a footy field. Bailey Hodgson, fullback at the Knights. First thing I hear people say is, but Caelan Ponga. Well, this is what I have to say. This is how, this is my road to rookie of the year. Okay. Knights are running on empty, right? They don't have uh, really any half pairing, I'd say. They have a few guys that could jump in there, but nothing really concrete. Their first, This is their first run before Magic Round. Roosters away, Tigers at home, Penrith away, Sharks away, Manly at home, Dragons away, Para at home, Storm at home, Cowboys away, which they lost last year, thanks very much, and then Bulldogs at Magic Round. So we have them playing seven of the predicted top eight. The Cowboys away, which they lost last year, but it's always a tough trip up to Townsville. Tigers at home and Bulldogs away. They, they might be the only hardcore winnable games for the Knights next year. So to say that... And, and throwing KP, maybe moving to the Dolphins all in there. To say that they're not going to hit the panic button, throw KP in 5-8, and start blooding in a new fullback who tore it up in England... I think that would be a crazy assumption to make. So, obviously, for this to happen, you have to put the Queensland fullback in the 5'8". But, hey, stranger things are happening in the NRL. And if he does come through, he's young, he's quick, played four games of Q Cup last year, and he averaged 150 run meters a game. So, I mean, he's uh, Josh Hodgson's son, a uh, nephew, sorry, if, you, if the name rings true. But young guy from the Knights, a few things have to fall in place. But if I look at the NRL ladder at... Things where, like, uh, you look at uh, dominoes that might have to happen to teams. Well, that's a team that's already teetering on the edge. So if things are going to start falling apart and you might start blooding in your new fullback, I think it might be the go.
0: Man, that's fantastic analysis in terms of the draw. I hadn't even looked at that yet. And, you know, that, that really makes sense. There's probably only two winnable games in there for the Knights. Um, just going off what we know now, obviously, things can change during the mm. season. Why I think that is also a big chance is if I asked 100 footy fans right now, who are the Knights halves for 2022, no one really knows. It's not cemented. And so. If Mitchell Pearce was still there, I'd say it's more unlikely. But with yep. him gone, um, there's certainly room for Kalen Ponga to shift back into the halves there. I don't think it'll be their first option. No. Um, but it's definitely an option. And as you say, when you lose, um, what, eight of your first ten games to open the season, your people start stations. asking questions, you hit the panic button, and you got to try things. Um, and that's certainly not the most, it's not the worst option they could try, that's for mm. damn sure.
1: Who do you have in this? It's a it's Murky Waters picking a rookie. Murky, Murky Waters. Yeah. So I
0: went Lachlan Ilias from the
1: Rabbitohs. So yes.
0: I think that the Rabbitohs are still a top eight side. Mm-hmm. I think they're a possible top four side. The reason why I like this pick is I think he already has the spine established around him. Latrell will be back by round three. They got Damian Cook there in hooker, and he'll be with Cody Walker, a dynamic halves partner. And so, in terms of if you could really say any spine that you had to put a young rookie half back into, South would probably be right up there. To win Dalian points to feature for rookie of the year, you need to be winning games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Rabbitohs will win games because I I do see them as, if not a top four, so I definitely within that top eight. if I had to say some smokies outside of him, I'd probably look at Jeremiah and Nine- Nanai. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. A back rower up there from the Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't mind Toby Sexton from the Titans because so we sort of know. This he's was confirmed. my struggle
1: because I'm beating the Toby Sexton drum until it can't beat no more. Yeah, what do they classify as a rookie? I, I looked it up. I, I couldn't really find anything bona fide.
0: So the official NRL rules are you can't have played Super League or any other professional sort of sports or leagues around the world. And in your previous NRL seasons, going no more back than three, you must not have played more than four
1: games. Well, the Super League throws mine right out the window and I'm back on the Toby Sexton train. Let's go sexy.
0: (laughs) Well, did Bailey Hodgson play Super League over there or or was he in the lower He played a couple games. I swear he did,
1: yeah. for For the Tigers, who are they? Are they Hull? Um, Castleford Tigers yeah. He's only like
0: 19 though yeah, so He, he yeah. must have been an incredible talent That's what be. I'm saying <laughs> And So I wonder if it, if it was under f- If it was under 4 of the NRL would still Classify him mm. as a rookie Because mm. he didn't I, play I, long I, I before think... he
1: got picked up And he's been picked up at the Knights He's been there for 2 years now Without breaking mm. into that first team
0: I, I think all things considered The NRL would consider him a rookie If it mm-hmm. came down to selecting Um but yeah, Toby Sexton, we know he's going to be there. We know he's going to be the seven for the Titans. I think that's another great option. He, he excites
1: um, me so much. I, I I did a deep dive into him last year at Tweed. Man, as far as tackling goes uh, compared to other halves when he came into the league, like I know tackling isn't what halves do, but obviously you talk about super coaches. It's a, it's a point that matters. And uh, he was above Cleary. He was above uh, Hughes. He was above everybody else. He doubled what Sammy Walker did for someone. Same frame, same build. And when you watch him play, he's just a guy that just loves to get in and amongst it, I feel. He he excites the shit out of me, uh, Toby Sexton does. He is. And if I can add to that, I would probably say Toby
0: Sexton individually. I'm higher on him than I am Lachlan Ilias. Mm-hmm. Um, the, differa- the the factor that sort of separates for them for me is how many spine games has Luttrell, uh, Cook, and Walker played together. Yep, yep. As opposed to Brimson, he's played 5 before, but permanently at 5-8. Jaden Campbell, who's only played seven games, and Aaron Clark, who's probably only started 10 at hooker. Um, so I think... If you move Toby Sexton to this Rabbitoh's team and Lachlan Ilias was at the Titans, it's a no brainer for me. I'd be going Sexton. And realistically, I am high individually um, on Sexton, but I just think the system and the team that Ilias is in will probably see him feature more heavily in the
1: Dalian points there. I think that Ilias pick is, yeah, that might be on the money there. Uh, People are a bit worried about Blakey coming in, but they've pretty much all but confirmed that they're going to be trusting Lachlan, and you don't really, that's not something that you rip out. After you give that trust into someone, unless something Definitely. crazy happens.
0: Here's a really interesting one. Blake Taft actually had an interview today where he said he feels if it was SG Ball or, or any of the lower grades, he could play halfback. But he said the step up into NRL is so different that he doesn't right. feel at this stage of his career he can uh, manage a team and play that halfback role. He wants to put his best foot forward and the fullback role while the trolls out suspended. When he when he is back, Latrell uh, Blake said he's looking to lock in that fourteen spot. But here's the interesting thing: he even said he's happy to go back to New South Wales Cup and continue really, to develop Really, that's there.
1: very that's very big of him at this stage of his career. They had a bunch of hype on him last year to yeah, say it's great self awareness. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that's actually yeah really good considering he was in uh, a pretty big game last year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to then t- t- to be able to step outside well, yourself that. and say and say oh I need to. Uh, I need to work on myself a little bit more before coming into such a big club. I like that. Just, I mean, know. it's it's what it
0: does show is that he's not an overnight hit. We're going to be looking mm. at this kid for the next ten years. He's self-aware. He knows um, that the road to victory in the NRL isn't overnight. It's it's a long journey, building up that experience, and um, it just shows a player much more mature than his age.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, tell me, Dally M, it's a hard one to win. Who do you have as an outside chance other than, you know, obviously who we all think is going to get it, but who's an outside chance? Before I hit you with just an absolute... <laughs> we'll finish on me because it is a stretch of the imagination what I'm about to hit you with. Tell us, tell us, tell us who you got.
0: All right, so if I had to go an outside chance, um, obviously I think a lot of people... The safe option will be t- tipping the uh, young fullback there for Manly. I've heard he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually going to go with the storm fullback, Ryan Puppenhausen. Mm. I have seen... And, and the reason why I'm actually making this pick as an outsider chance is I've started to see a lot of talk develop online that he's overrated. Um, I, I find that crazy. As, I in, thought was, as in
1: Lil puppy from Melbourne. As in Ryan Poppenhausen being
0: overrated at such a young age to have a Clive Churchill. Um to come back from his injury and, and, you know, took him a few games but hit phenomenal form again. Fuck we're
1: talking about five tries in 40 minutes of footy, to, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, right? I mean, what more?
0: <laughs> what what would evenly rate him? Would he have had to score 10? Um, don't
1: understand. Man, it's fun to comment on Instagram, dude.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's doing. Um. I, I think I think even me throwing him as an outsider chance for me I don't feel comfortable with it I don't I wouldn't consider him an outside chance I'd consider him a genuine chance mm. but just for the general yeah, chatter online yeah, of I his like it. overrated I'm prepared to put him forward and and bite the bullet if I'm wrong yeah uh, because that's what he's shown I'm, I'm happy to die on I mean, that hill I oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot worse hills you could die on than that let me tell you that but yeah I think um you know. Jumping on the back of what he came back and did last year, um, coming back with a full preseason, full confidence, um, we know the Storm are going to be right up there in the top four again. They're going to win games, so therefore their big guns are going to have to win Dalian points. Uh, my only sort of concern there is that with Cameron Munster coming back and talks that um, you know he, he's faced all of his problems and he's ready to move forward to a more mm-hmm. mature stage, I am worried they might have to share points a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. I sort of went through and looked at all the other big teams that I think will be in the top four. You know, you go to the Roosters, I think Teddy and Kiri, they'll be sharing points. So I think that'll be a theme across all the top teams. It certainly has been in previous years. And I will offer a real genuine Smokey. um, The other Melbourne Storm fullback, Nico Hines. Um, I'm going to throw that forward just on the back of my top four Dark Horse prediction. And purely because if I think the sharks are to get in that top four, Nico Hines is going to be a huge part of
1: it, yeah. and therefore he's
0: going to be winning some Dalian points.
1: Well, listen, I I need to hear your on. I've I've written I've got some statistical analysis here to back up this claim. Right. I was okay. going to say Teddy because I feel like people aren't talking about Teddy enough. I feel yeah. like I feel like he had a a down year for James Tedesco yeah. for carry, carrying Sydney on his back, but um. I don't think he's getting enough respect. I was going to say him, but I I need... I'm coming correct. I got got Clarky on the podcast. I got to come correct. Will Kennedy from the Sharks. Hear me out. In 2021, 14 tries, 14 assists, perfectly balanced. Last year, he came ninth in voting. He finished on 20 points. That's 15 less than Turbo. However, only three less than Teddy. And that's four points less than Cleary in 2020 when everybody said that Cleary should have won the whole thing. So, he's there or thereabouts. Yeah. So, do you know how many games he went without scoring a try or assist last year? Not in a row, in total. I'd guess maybe one by those stats. Well, maybe five even times. Zero. It happened five times. <laughs> but still, five times. Okay. five times out of 25 games he played every game last year, only five times didn't get a score or assist. Hughes, seven times. Nico, 8, and Gutho, 8. They're the closest. No one had... Obviously, Turbo. But we're not talking about Turbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, just, that dude's on a whole other planet. Rip him out of the combo. <laughs> 146 metres last year he ran for. With Nico coming in, does it subtract from Will? No. I think it adds to Will. All right? Sharks, Sharks were 8th last year in tries scored on 87. Tied with the Tigers. It's funny that still put the Tigers ninth, even though they... (laughs) I like that (laughs) on the NRL ladder. Even though they're both tied, they put the Tigers ninth. Uh, uh, Whoever you are at the NRL website, you're doing God's work. Now, if the Sharks (laughs) hit the top six, like a lot of people are saying they're going to, that try scoring average has to increase by way of Nico Hines. In the last three years, on average, top six clubs have averaged 109 tries. So from 87, you'd say there's a few more coming, right? If you want to be more crazy, last year, the top six averaged 131 tries under these new rules right so if the Sharks hit that average they have an increase of 44 tries to make up so if Will Kennedy scored if you're still following at home 32% he was if he scored or assisted 32% of the tries he's gonna have a bit of an uptick last year and in 2020 Will grabbed himself 10 assists so I don't see that element of his game dropping so with Nico coming in I just see more assists from Nico to Will and I just, I just like it. I'd argue it's easier to do what Nico did last year, seven tries and 17 assists at Melbourne, than it is to do 14 tries and 14 assists in a side that didn't hit the eight. And I think a lot of people, like I was saying before, would be surprised that Will Kennedy came ninth last year in voting because you have to show up to every game, be in every game, and do something in every game and if the Sharky's coming in that top four, like Clarky said, it's going to be the guy with the one on his jersey. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, man.
0: <laughs> all I'm saying is David Middleton better watch his job because with those stats, you are coming for his head. He, he, If he listens to this podcast, he is going to be trembling. Um, but I, I love everything you said. I think Nico, although at fullback, his best attributes was um, setting up other players. Mm. And so when you consider he's going to be the first point of attack, Um, You know, we've seen him have those silky uh, ball handling skills. That's going to create more space, more time Mm -hmm. out wide for Will Kennedy. And then, as you said, it's a, it's a great balance between whether he picks Ronaldo Mulatalo or Sione Cattell, mm. fantastic finishes. Or maybe he throws the dummy and goes himself yeah. for that extra space he's given to work. The thing that makes this all really, really, you know, really, really possible is Nico Hines attracts defenders. Yes, um, yes. Just because he can ball play doesn't mean he can't break the line. And so if that causes the defense just to compress that little bit. You could see just that little bit extra room that Will Kennedy needs with his speed and his acceleration to break the line. All things considered, look, if we're going to throw the Sharks as a top four Smokey, um, and we have discussed that at this podcast, then I think their spine mm. immediately become contenders for Dalian points. Will Kennedy, Nico Hines, they are um, some serious smokies.
1: Yeah, I think I think Will is like, we talked about people saying Pappy's overrated. I wouldn't even say Will's underrated. Some people just straight up don't, rate him at all. He's not in any conversation. Yeah. I think it's, it's a bit of a travesty how much work he puts in to get the mm. uh, little amount of respect. So that's 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 what I'm saying. Smokey, if it's not Nico, it's, it's got to be Will for me. And in fact, I put Will above Nico. I'm just more excited to see what he does this year. But um, like I say, thanks for letting... Uh, to me, dribble at you for the uh, for at least a half hour here. I like to keep it short and sweet. Hopefully, we've got a few clips that uh, get people going a bit. What did he just say? Uh, it should be a bit fun to see how it all plays out. Um, let the people know. Obviously, if you if you know who I am, you know who Clarky is. But let them all know where they find you. Oh, guys, I'm just Clarky's Rugby
0: League column across everywhere on social media. So if you, if you type that in, um, it'll probably come up and then Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want, join the discussion and i um, going to be covering a bunch of NRL this year. So
1: hopefully I'll see you guys there. Awesome, man. Thanks very much for coming on and I'm sure we'll chat again sometime soon. My pleasure, man. Thank you.